And welcome to another. What the hell? Hold on. And welcome to another edition of Politrix with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. And this is a special edition because we don't really run Politrix like that that much anymore because we find that it's so depressing and it hurts our mood. But every now and then we got to hit you with the news you can use so you don't lose in this game called Politrix. Merc, do your thing. All right, all right. And and I do apologize for not being on camera because like I said, you know, this was kind of like a, you know, I don't want to say last minute thing, but there's still a lot of stuff going on from the election. So I just said, okay, you know, we could, we could do one more week and then talk about the, uh, the rest of the stuff from the election. But something came on my, on my plate today and uh, I wanted to talk about it real quick, talking about the uh, student loan update. Now, uh, Blue, did you get a chance to, to apply for the, uh, for the student debt relief? Nah, because you know me and my uh, ex-employer, we don't get along, so I know they wouldn't have signed off on it. Oh, okay. So they have to actually sign off on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nah, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, I, I I missed my opportunity because I was like, you know, when I saw all these court cases getting knocked down, I was like, I got time. So what was it? Sunday. You know, I, I sit in front of my computer. I got my 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 hot chocolate. You know what I mean? Like, all right, let me let me knock this out, and then it was, it wasn't there. It was blocked, because one of the court cases they were actually able to block the applications, and they were running it through kind of efficiently because I think they said 26 million people had applied for it, and they had already approved 16 million applications, which is pretty quick, right? So I, I give them a lot of credit for that, but. Uh, for now, it is blocked. So Biden said that he is fighting it. Now, I'm on Nelnet. And Nelnet said that we have an entire year to apply for it. So if they, um, so they have, we have until December 2023 to apply for it. Which I'm on means that, too. So I'm going to look, yeah, I'm going to look into that. Yeah. But the, but for now, it's blocked. And then everybody who, who applied and was approved for it, they're kind of in limbo right now. So, uh, so I, I wait a minute. Does that mean so they're not going to extend it then while it stays in limbo? Oh, I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, basically, what just came across my desk maybe like five minutes ago is that um, the Senate passed a uh, resolution to um, get rid of the uh, I forget exactly what it's called, like the Emergency Act. So all the stuff that Biden was doing under uh, COVID-19, which included extending the, uh, the student loan moratorium, right? Now, that had been on the books for a couple of months because Biden, you know, Biden just talking, just, oh, yeah, the pandemic's over. And then the Republicans were like, oh, yeah, it's over. Well, now we could stop doing shit for people, right? But then they just put it through today because a lot of uh, Democrats have been pushing Biden to say, okay, well, if this is blocked in uh, in the courts and we don't know how long it's going to take the courts to, 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 to get through this, and if we go to the Supreme Court, they may actually rule against you, why not extend the student loan repayments? So they're probably, so they ran in and then got this out there to stop that. Now, here's the thing. A whole bunch of, I didn't get a chance to pull the list on this, but a whole bunch of Democrats 
voted for this. They had 62 votes for this. So I can tell you a whole bunch of Democrats who are going to get torched over this, you know? So I don't know who it is yet. I'm going to find out who they are, but uh, it's kind of messed up. I mean, whenever it's something for ordinary everyday folks, then we always worry about how to pay for it. But what the, the billions of dollars in PPP loans that were just forgiven, just like that. And not only were the PPP loans forgiven, all the interest that they accrued was forgiven. <laughs> but nobody talks about that. You know, they just talk about, oh, some guy making 35 grand a year is going to get a break. You know what? We don't we don't want that. Now, the one thing that kind of pissed me off, and I know Monday morning quarterback hindsight is always 2020. The one thing I was against from the start was the means testing for this. First of all, it should have been 50,000 because Chuck Schumer was asking for it, AOC, Bernie Sanders, all these people were asking for 50 grand. Say, you know, just wipe out 50 grand. And it should have been across the board. Let me ask you guys a question. If somebody who went to Harvard, right, who has like $200,000 in student loans, would you care if they got 50 grand off their loans? I wouldn't care if they got 50000 off their loans. I don't care if they get 100% off there. Because, you know, I want everybody to be able to prosper. And I want, I just don't understand how, in order to do better, you almost have to have better education. But yet, better education costs an arm and a leg. When my dad was in school, I think he said he's, I think all together for his four years, I think he said something like, something ridiculous. Something like one semester for me. I, I can't remember. I don't even want to quote it. But it was just like, what? No wonder you could pay your shit off so easy because you only paid that much. Mine yeah. is quadruple that, quintuplet that. I mean, even more than that. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about on the show before, I mean, how much college has gone up over the last 30 years, maybe even more, you know? And back in the days, it used to be subsidized. And then now it's no longer subsidized. And then the, the cost just goes up and up every single year. So the lawsuit that actually stopped everything was followed by a conservative group called the Job Creators Network Foundation. You know, they always do like the most ironic names. You know, they call like they call uh, the the uh, the bills that get rid of unions the right to work bills or, the, or you're in a right to work state. You know, meanwhile, they could just fire you at any time because there's no unions, you know, but. Uh, they filed this lawsuit on the behalf of two borrowers who did not qualify for debt relief. Uh, one plaintiff did not qualify for the student loan forgiveness program because her loans are not held by the federal government. And the other plaintiff is only eligible for $10,000 in relief because he did not receive a Pell Grant. You know, my thing about not receiving a Pell Grant, right, I didn't get Pell Grants, right? but I did get tuition reimbursement from my job, but I didn't get Pell Grants. Being mad because you didn't get Pell Grants is like kind of like being mad because you don't get an earned income credit for your taxes. And the first year I did my own taxes, right? Cause usually I just let H&R Block do it. I got tired of paying these guys $120 to do taxes for a person who doesn't own anything. So the first year I did my own taxes and I was, you know, I saw the earned income credit now, so my friend, like, I wish I qualified for that. He was like, no, you don't. 
Because if you're getting the earned income credit, that means you don't make any money. You know, that's a benefit for people who don't really make money. You know, so you're mad because you make enough money where you don't have to get a Pell Grant. So, you know, and then you're you're just going to fuck it up for everybody else. For 26 million people, you're just going to fuck it up. But Biden should never have well, you done. Chose to go to a different school, by the way, because uh, pretty much all the HBCU kids got Pell Grants. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I I will say, or, or people who get mad because they don't qualify for Medicaid. You know, if you're on Medicaid, you know the money's just not coming in, or you're or you're maybe you're disabled or something like that. So I mean, it's it's people are inherently ridiculously selfish you know and the judge who uh the judge who blocked it let me see if i can get his exact quote here bear with me a moment here but he said something that i thought was really dumb right he said um hold on hold on Sorry about that. Oh, he says, in this country, we are not ruled by an all-powerful executive with a pen and a phone. That's what the judge said. Yeah, well, here's the thing. That's Joe Biden's job, because Joe Biden's whole branch is called the executive branch. You know what I mean? Like, that's part of his job. That'd be like him saying, well, well you don't have any say what the military does. Yeah, he's a commander-in-chief. That's part of his job. You know, but his powers are limited. Like, for instance, the guy like for me, half of my loans are through banks. So I wouldn't get 10. So if I got to 10,000, it wouldn't come off of that. Right. I still have to pay that back. So only Congress really has the power to just wipe out all the loans. And, you know, those those money grubbing ticks and leeches aren't going to do that. So it's it's just and then the fact that they came back and then just you know, fucked everybody over by trying to, I mean, granted, Biden said he's going to veto it. We'll see what happens. But I mean, it's just a bad situation all around. You know, it's going to, a lot of people like that's basically why people get so disillusioned with politics, because it's like you just have that, okay, well, you know what, I'm going to get this $10,000 and things are going to be all right. Like there was a guy on TikTok who was saying he owes like he he has ninety eight hundred dollars remaining on his uh, student loans, and he says, "Well, it's not a whole lot of money, but it's still going to help me out." And then just to find out, oh, we're not going to get it now because a couple of salty bastards, you know, are mad and just fucked it up for twenty six million people. Like that's that's the weird thing about this country. Everybody's like, "Oh, we're, we the people," and all together, and like two people and a dumbass judge could just seal the fates of twenty six million people just like that. And then they wonder why people are just like, you know what? I don't vote because nothing ever changes. Now, I know that's not a good attitude to take, but it is what it is. So, you guys have anything to add before I move on? Not here. No. That's America, hey, sad but true. Yeah. Now you got now you got to forgive me on on one thing because we're on a new we're on a new setup on Teams and usually like I have a, a 
I have a whack version of Teams, <laughs> so I can't see everybody on the screen. Probably because, you know, rest of us on on camera. That, that might be why. Because I, I do see it down here in the bottom. I'm used to it at work where I could just see everybody just up on the screen. So, and I'm like, I just see people coming on. I was like, oh, snap, there's somebody else here. So if I talk over you, that's my bad. But I finally got a hold of the uh, the exit polls from this election. So I think it was official as of a few minutes ago. The um, The House now belongs to the Republicans, but by a narrow amount. Like it was very slim, you know. Like the red wave just turned into like a, a couple of a uh, couple of blood splatters, not even big ones. Like it was just, it was embarrassing for them, you know. So taking a peek at the exit polls here, right now by gender, I'd well I'll put it like this: fifty. I mean, as a whole, right, men and women, fifty-three percent of women voted Democrat. 56% of men voted Republican. Not too surprising. Uh, when they break it down by strictly by race, white people who are 73% of the electorate, 58% uh, of them voted uh, Republican. For African Americans, 86% of us voted Democrat. Latinos, 60% voted uh, Democrat. Asians, 58% voted Democrat. Uh, Native Americans, 37%. Actually, well, 58% voted Republican. I don't know why Native Americans vote Republican like that. That, that baffles me. And in all other races combined, 52% uh, of them voted Republican. So I'm not going to dig too much in the race, but I want to go by age. And I'm going to start from the bottom and take it to the top for dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> so 65 and over, the, the boomers and over, 55% of them voted Republican, to be expected. Usually, to, from, from what I know, the older you get, the more conservative you become. 45 to 64, which is my age group, 54% of us voted for Republicans. 30 to 44, which I imagine that's uh, blue, that's probably your and Odie's age group, uh, 51% voted Democrat. What was the cutoff? What was the cutoff, though? Uh, 30 to 44. Yeah, okay. I'm in there. But 18 to 29, now, even though they're only 12% of the electorate, 63% of them voted Democrat. How are they, how are they registered? Like, what's the... Now, that it doesn't say. How they're how they're registered? It just it just in the exit interview they just said how they voted. I think for the next midterm I'm gonna go ahead and I think for the next midterm I'm gonna start changing my strategy. I'm going okay. to vote for Republicans, and or not not excuse me not in the midterm itself, but mm -hmm. um yeah you probably were having a low key heart attack when I said that that's not what I meant no. I meant like. For the for the um for the what is it the like the preliminary ones oh for the for the for the primaries yeah it's for the primaries I think that's what I'm gonna do is vote ask for a Republican ticket I I, I look at it like this we covered this on the show uh, years ago where there was a uh, Mississippi had open uh they had open primaries right 
So you could pretty much vote for whoever you want. Like in New York, it's closed primary. So if I was in New York, I'd have to remain a Democrat because yep. I can't be independent because if I'm not independent, I can't vote for Democrats in the in the primaries, that is. But um, here we have that luxury. I could just get a, you know, uh, whatever ballot I need. And in Mississippi, they had a, uh, a Tea Party psychopath who was running as a, a, a Republican and he was going to take out the incumbent. And he was basically running on the platform of cutting education. And, you know, Mississippi is always like bottom three in education. So a whole bunch of African-Americans went in and voted Republican and they voted for the incumbent. (laughs) So and that dude, that Tea Party guy was so angry. And here's the thing. They used to have a law where if you voted for the Republican in the primary, you got to vote Republican in the general. But they stopped uh, doing that because they can't, there was no way for them to enforce it. Yeah. So so they stopped doing it, or at least they stopped saying it, you know. But now for age, when they broke it down by, uh, they broke the ages down a little bit further. Basically, anybody over 40, 40 and over, basically voted Republican. So 40 to 49 is 52%. 50 to 64, 55% Republican, 65 and over, 55% Republican. Um, 30 to 39, 54% Democrat. 25 to 29, 65% Democrat. 18 to 24, 61% Democrat. So the young people pretty much put the kibosh on the red wave. Like they pretty much were, you know, I mean, it's not surprising because young people in this day and age are more, they have a little bit more empathy than people in my generation. So they're like, oh, you're demonizing immigrants? We don't like that. Oh, you're demonizing the trans community, the LGBTQ community? We don't go for that. You know, oh, you're you're forcing women to have uh, to have children that they that they don't want? We don't go for that. You know. And here's one thing that always gets me, and more more to your point, Blue, about why they make education so hard and so out of reach. I'm not going to go over all the rest of these, but the main thing is, is that for people who never attended college at all, uh, 62% of them voted Republican. (laughs) So, I mean... It's not like, and you guys may have had different college experiences than I had, but I've never had a college class where they've told me, hey, vote Democrat. But I've had classes where they do teach like critical thinking. And they don't really want people to be critical thinkers. They don't want people to to question all this stuff. They want you to just do it, you know? And that's one of the reasons why Republicans are just so anti-education and they just make people jump through hoops and then just make it, you know, make it harder for everybody because this way you will just vote for them without question. You will believe anything they say, you know, I mean, I'll look at it like this, right? Like we talked about on Sunday, I will always admit when I'm wrong. Most of the time. (laughs) 95% of the time I'll admit when I'm wrong. With Joe Biden half-assing it for the last two years, 
I thought young people weren't going to show up. I was wrong. They came out in droves and they pretty much stemmed the red wave. You know, I mean, you figure when I say Joe Biden half-assing it, right? I know a lot of people, I, a lot of my friends give me pushback on that. And they're like, oh, Joe's doing a good job. You're just, um, you know, you're just a leftist and you don't appreciate nothing. I'm like, man, fuck you. Here's the thing, okay? Student debt relief, perfect example, right? All Joe had to do was just give everybody $50,000 across the board and then no means testing, no applications. This way, all the money would have been off the accounts. And the Republicans couldn't do shit about it. Because once the money's gone, what are they going to do? Put it back? No. Once it's gone, it's gone. But no, no. Joe had to be like, well, we got to do a means test. And then they got to fill out an application. And then they got to do a handstand and a somersault. And I'm like, and then it just gave him all the time to just have like 63 lawsuits. Now, the, uh, the, uh, the marijuana thing. Yes, Joe Biden does have the power to take it off of being a Schedule One drug. Here's the thing about that. I mean, I personally don't smoke, so I don't have a dog in that fight. But we know that they use marijuana to pack prisons full of people to make them work for slave labor. They, um, what was it? This is from the BBC. Alabama, of all states, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama, Oregon, Tennessee, and Vermont all voted on Tuesday to remove exemptions allowing slavery or involuntary servitude from their state constitutions in an effort to ban slavery entirely. But with all ballots counted from Tuesday's midterm elections, six out of every 10 Louisiana voter opposed the amendment. So they're the only state out of those states that voted to have it out, they're the only state that voted to keep it. Because like some of these southern states, they're basically, I mean, what's Louisiana known for? Gumbo and hurricanes. And that's it. What is Louisiana? Oh, and, and jazz music. What does Louisiana really contribute to the to the country? Little Wayne. Hello, hot boys. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> what did they really contribute? Their economy runs off of slave labor. So they've openly said, hey, if we if you eliminate this, we don't have any money. So right now across the country, some 800,000 prisoners currently work for pennies or for nothing at all, according to experts. Seven states do not pay prison workers any wage for most job assignments, and prisoners can be punished if they refuse to work. This is not from 1879. This is from today. Today, this is still going on. And at least some states were like, okay, well, we can't be a part of this anymore. You know, we got to get this out of our constitution. And Louisiana was just like, nah, nah, we, we need you guys out there to make these, uh, make these folding chairs or whatever they make, you know. I, I wonder how much stuff I've bought over the years that's made by prison labor, you know. I mean... The biggest catastrophe that Joe Biden had was the Build Back Better bill. That, I'll put it like this. If, and this is just me talking out the side of my ass. If the Build Back Better bill had passed, I mean, Joe Biden would have had gains in the House and the Senate. Because look at it like this, right? And I'm just going to glance up, for the interest of time, I'm just going to gloss over some of this stuff, 
okay, from the Build Back Better bill. Uh, universal and free preschool for all three and four-year-olds, right? Uh, quality care for older Americans and people with disabilities in their homes and supporting the workers who provide the care, okay? The child tax credits would have been huge because some people already got a taste of them. So you figure $300 per month per kid that you would get. Now, a lot of people who have kids, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you get those child tax credits in your taxes, right? Like you, you know, when you put in your taxes, you put in your dependents, and then you get that money back. But instead of doing that, they would just say, okay, well, we'll just give it to you every month, right? So you're getting, so if you have three kids, that's $900 a month. Basically, when they had that program running during the uh, during the pandemic, it lifted all the kids that we had in poverty. It cut child poverty by 50%. And then they let it expire. So once again, it's just a matter of, okay, we has a little bit of sliver of hope. Something's going to happen. You know, it, things are going to be all right. And then all of a sudden, nope. You know, get back in the mud. So you figure um, it had stuff for clean energy. It had, um, you know, stuff for climate change, reducing prescription drug costs, um, strengthening the Affordable Care Act. Uh, here, here's the big thing. Closing the Medicaid coverage gap, which would mean that 4 million people would finally get insurance. So there was so much stuff in here and you know me i'm always the first person to shit on these bills i was just like this is a really good bill <laughs> and they had it attached to the infrastructure bill and then pramila jayapal and her dumbass decided her caucus was going to vote to have it decoupled from the Build Back Better bill, they passed the infrastructure bill, which is what all the, because it was a giveaway for uh, for corporations, and then they, vote, they voted down the Build Back Better bill. If that had passed, Biden would have, I mean, you know, who's to say? But if that had passed and people started getting those benefits, yeah, he would have won the House and the Senate easy. Easy. So I just thought, yeah, with, with all that fucking up that Biden did over the last couple of years, young people are going to be like, you know what? God of War is out. I'm going to play that instead. But nope, I was dead wrong and happy to be wrong. You know, they just came out. They came out to vote and they came out in droves. OK, I mean, here's the thing. Let me ask you guys a question. Did you really think there was going to be a red wave? I mean, I didn't put it past these people because these are the same people that voted for, you know, who to get in office in the first place. So, no, I don't put anything past people. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I look at it like this. I, uh, I thought the Democrats were going to lose the House and the Senate. Right. Like I said, they, 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 barely held on to the Senate and they barely lost the House, right? But I didn't really believe in that red wave because, I mean, the Republicans are psychopaths. I mean, they're not running on anything. They're running on fear. That's what they're running on, or keeping people scared. Hey, 
they're they're going to put litter boxes in your kids' schools because your kids going to pretend that they're cats. That's not even something I'm making up to be funny. There were people who actually believed that that children were identifying as cats and asking to have litter boxes instead of toilets. People believed that. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard, and they believed it. You know, they did not have a plan. I was listening to Chapel Trap House today. They said, you know what? Their only, their only plan against inflation was just yelling out inflation, and that's it. They don't have a plan. They never have a plan. You know, and one of the reasons why they lost is because, I mean, A, having horrible or non-existent ideas, and two, Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump's basically, if Donald Trump were to endorse somebody, basically the the criteria is, can you fit your head inside of my ass? And if the answer is yes, I will endorse you. He endorsed crazy people, insane people, election deniers, people who, who openly want a dictatorship, people who are openly like, yeah, if I'm if I'm uh, governor, Republicans will never lose another election. Why would you say that? <laughs> and a lot of these people lost. Carrie Lake just finally lost her election. She was trying to be governor of Arizona, and then she lost. So now Arizona, for the first time in, I don't know, 70 years, has a Democratic governor and then two Democratic senators. For the first time in over 70 years, that's happened. You know, they are, they don't have anything, right? But here's the problem with, you know, with the Republicans. Yes, we can be mad. We can be like, hey, you know what? The um, Trump ran a lot of crazy people. But here's the thing. Those crazy people won their primaries. That's the problem. They, it's not like, okay, they're just, bam, you're just there. Like J.D. Vance is all of a sudden, bam, he's there. J.D. Yeah, Vance is basically famous for writing a book about abandoning, abandoning his drug-addicted mother so he can go to Princeton or Harvard or wherever the fuck he went. Uh, what, that, what was that book? Uh, I think they made it into a movie, Hillbilly Elegy. I got you an know, email today saying Trump has um, officially indicated he's running for president again. Yeah. How possible with these? Doesn't he have some pending stuff going on with January 6th? Yeah, but the problem is now that Republicans have control of the House, January 6th committee is pretty much done. So if the January 6th committee does not send in a criminal referral in the next, I don't know, next month, then nothing's, then it's all going to be for nothing. And I don't know why they didn't do that already, because they had to have known that they weren't going to keep the House. <laughs> they had to have known that. So you would figure, and the tragedy of it is, have you ever watched any of those hearings, Odie? Um, no, I catch the highlights <laughs> after the fact, pretty much. I haven't watched, I mean, I don't have like TV, TV, so I don't, I haven't watched any of the official ones, but just like you, I watched the highlights. And now I'm just like, you know what? Uh, they did a great job. And I say it like that because I, I expected it just to be some, you know, some BS. No, they did a great job. You know, even Liz Cheney did a great job. And I don't even like Liz Cheney. But it's all going to be for nothing. 
So unless they put those criminal referrals to the um to the attorney to attorney general, it's all going to be for nothing. So the only person left that could really hurt Trump would be Letitia James out in New York, because now her suit is a civil suit. So she's suing Trump for $250 million in unpaid taxes, but she plans on putting in a criminal referral. And the thing is, is that because it's through the state, Trump can't touch her. You know, that's the one good thing about being on the state level. On the federal level, yeah, he has things he could do. I mean, if he was president again. But I'll ask you this, Odie. What do you think Trump's chances are of getting the Republican nomination? Higher than they should be. Um, um, I guess the I guess the question is who is he running against? Like who's his competition? The only I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> It all it all depends. I mean, right now, the main person he has to worry about is Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis is kind of wishy-washy. Because Ron yeah, DeSantis... It boils, it boils down to, like, who's cooler, though? Like, who gets the people going? Um, mm, Ron DeSantis would lose to Trump. So, yeah. And... and they, can't, they care about winning. Like, they've shown us time and time again they care about winning. So... Yeah. Knowing that that's the case, it would be him over DeSantis for sure. I mean, the 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 bad part about it is is that Republicans say that they hate celebrities, but all they vote for are celebrities. So mm-hmm. they vote for they vote for Donald Trumps, they vote for that's the Herschel Walkers, they vote for the Doctor Ozes and the JD Vances, you know. They they say they hate celebrities. No, you Let's hate. Not forget about Reagan, Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting Reagan used to be an actor. Jeez. But um, yeah. I mean, they love celebrities. The perfect oh. president because he was the perfect puppet, the perfect person to read the script that they needed him to read for that time period. Yeah. Exactly. You know. I I mean, here's the thing. Ron DeSantis has the personality of a boiled pumpkin, basically. So if he's on the stage with Trump, now here's the thing. I joked, I joked about it on Facebook earlier today. If Ron DeSantis was going up against 2016 Trump, oh, he would get curb stomped. It wouldn't even be close. I mean, I watched Trump sit there a whole line of just Republican stuffed shirts, and he just handled them like nobody's business. Rubio, um, Ted Cruz, Jeb Bush, he just handled them. It was like he was he was like a like a man among boys. It was horrible, you know. But now he just looks so. Did you watch him give the announcement speech? Mm-mm. He looked so tired. He I'm was just. I mean, he what? What is he? Seventy-eight? How old is he? He's uh, I think he's like seventy-six. I think either seventy-four or seventy-six. But he's he's in his he's in his seventies. The stress yeah. of you know this trial. I mean, you, you can act big and bold. That as you trial want. is wearing stress him out. Stress you, stress ain't, you ain't never lied about that. That trial is wearing his ass out. 
Yeah. When he announced he was going to run for president, and then when you look at his face, and he wasn't he wasn't even excited. He was like, you know, I'm going to run for president, and then he just gave like this little. He had to like force a smile. You really think Donald Trump wants to run for president again? Because right now he's getting the best of both worlds because he's the former president. So he could always have that on his resume. He could do all the rallies he wants, have his, you know, slack jawed yokels cheering for him, you know, which is what he loves, which is what he gets off on. He has, he had it, he had it made, but he needs to run for president to protect him from all the law, from all the civil lawsuits and all the criminal lawsuits that he's going to have against him. Dave Chappelle said it best on his monologue. He was like, this dude is not known for reading his press briefings. He's going to bring home 10,000 documents. Dave Chappelle was funny in that monologue. He was like, I got fired for, for stealing stuff like staplers and computer mice and stuff like that. He said, you know what I never, you know what I never stole from work? I never, I work. never, I never took home work. You never I'm like, this dude doesn't read. I, was, I only, only watched the monologue to see what the anti-Semitism was about. Maybe I'm just too normalized for it, but I didn't hear it. I was going to talk about that today, but then the student loan thing came up, so I talked about that instead. But no, the, the Anti-Defamation the anti League is on some bullshit. There is no, there is no anti-Semitism in there. There was just jokes, but no anti-Semitism. You know, they're they're getting they're getting too sensitive for my tastes. What he did was he basically took the it's a shoe fits approach. He said whoever they are. So if you took offense to that, then you are they. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I think the I think the one that, that messed them up was uh and I could kind of feel the crowd pull back a little tiny bit on that one. When he said, "If you're uh, if you're black, you're considered a gang, and if you're Italian, it's a mob. But if it's if you're Jewish, it's a coincidence, and just never speak about it." <laughs> and I was just like, and I could feel the crowd kind of pull it back a little bit. <laughs> but you know, they should. I mean, you mean, I mean, the man has a mark. In the crowd, I laugh at that, and then somebody at work the next day tell their Jewish boss about what you did. <laughs> And then you get fired. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. The Anti-Defamation League is on some bullshit. And they're like, you're normalizing uh, anti-Semitism. You know what I'm saying? Why, 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 we can't, why don't we have a, a national, I don't even know what we call each other now, Black <laughs> Defamation League? We do. It's called the NAACP. Dude, when the last time he did something for us? William Barber. I, I asked that same question, and then I had to remember, oh, yeah, William Barber's NAACP. He's the only one. <laughs> He's doing the work of the entire organization. There's got to be like 80,000 people in the organization. The only one I know is William Barber because he does the Moral Monday stuff. But there was something funny. Somebody posted as a meme. And I and I looked it up and I found out that it was actually true. During Trump's speech, right when he was giving his speech, uh, saying he was going to run for president, he was up there. He was boring as shit, rambling and just doing his same old thing. And then people were trying to leave, and then security was blocking the doors and he wouldn't let people leave. And I thought that was just exaggeration, but I saw the video. 
and you could just see the people just meandering toward the door. Security's at the front of the door. They were like, nah. You know, captive audience, pretty much. Because people, because I mean, people been listening to Trump say that, talk that same shit for what, six years? And after a while, it gets tiring, you know? He was president for four years. He ain't do shit. He demonized immigrants. That's it. That's pretty much it. Oh, and he gave rich people a trillion dollar tax cut. That's something as else much that he did. Shit, as much shit he talked about Obamacare, I thought for sure he was going to come out with Trump care. Oh, oh, well, if you listen to him tell it, he was going to come out with it. And they, every time they kept asking him, he was like, well, reelect me and then you'll see. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's never going to happen. You know, it's funny that, uh, Ivanka was no, not Ivanka. I, I wrote down her own name. Ivanka's the mom. Is it who? Who's the daughter? Ivanka or Ivanka? Ivana. Ivana. I know. Actually, it's Ivanka. You're right. Ivanka, the mom okay. was Ivana, and the daughter's Ivanka, I believe. Gotcha. Ivanka. I can't, was, I, I know, I, they're too similar. So sorry, but one yeah. is the daughter. You're right. One is Ivana. One is Ivanka. But I think Ivanka is the daughter. Yeah. I, I thought I wrote down the wrong name. But Ivanka was literally just like, well, I love my dad very much, but I'm not doing politics no more. I'm taking care of the kids. Goodbye. She <laughs> everybody's and he probably sees that as everybody's abandoning him. Yeah. Oh, and well, I don't really think he gives a shit if Ivanka uh, isn't there anymore. I mean, what did she actually do? Yeah, but but that gives him access to his son-in-law. She was a beautiful guy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and well, Kushner was he there. Gets say, he gets to say, like, "Hey, look at my Jewish son-in-law. I'm not racist. I'm not anti-Semitic." Yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> or, or that one day, there was like one black guy in the audience at one of his rallies. He's like, "Look at my African American over there." <laughs> exactly. Ah. Uh, with Trump, did racism just drips from his nose and mouth? But Fox News was like, they were like cutting away from his speech because it was so boring. And they had panels that were just dissing him. And then the mega donors are basically like, yeah, maybe we need to move on from Trump and back Ron DeSantis. Here's the thing Ron DeSantis's plan was to not run. And then figure, okay, well, if Trump wins, it's a big if, then he won't be able to run again. Then I could just run again in 2028. I'm still young and not have to worry about Trump. He's terrified of Trump. And I don't think he's terrified of Trump himself. I mean, Trump is just a marmalade manatee. He's, he's scared of his supporters. His supporters are insane. That's the dangerous part. I mean, Trump is just... You know, he's basically just just grimace if grimace was into real estate. But his supporters are crazy people. And they do act out. There was a, a, a story. A guy got shot in his own backyard by his neighbor. His neighbor shot him because he because he thought that he was a Democrat. Like he kept, you know, and his son was saying this dude would just keep coming over and be like, are you a Democrat? Are you a Democrat? And the guy was like, what? Go away. 
And then finally, the guy just came over into his backyard and just shot him dead right in his own backyard. So, of course, he's going in for murder. But his rationale was, oh, you know what? It's the, you know, the Democrats are, are ruining the country. We got we to gotta kill them. I mean, these guys just have, like, broken antennas. And then they hear these signals, and then they just go crazy. You know? I mean, the only reason why Trump is running again is because he doesn't want to go back. He does not back. He's never been to prison. He doesn't want to go to prison. Like I said, the January 6th commission is not going to do anything. It's Letitia James that's his problem. That's the one who he really needs to watch out for. Because she, she seems relentless, you know. Because once that criminal referral goes in to the Justice Department, uh, it could be curtains. Because how do you think all these all these rich folks finally go to prison? Tax evasion. And what and what is Donald Trump famous for? Tax evasion. <laughs> Overpricing his buildings. Didn't know you could do that. Didn't know you could have a, a piece of property that's worth 750k and just tell people it's worth 75 million and then no one checks on it. No one run no no one looked it up on Zillow. Nobody, nobody did an appraisal on it. You could just do that. And the thing is, he kept getting away with it for so long, it just became normal. Everybody thinks that being a criminal is just all about, like, you know, being a stick-up kid, you know, or robbing a liquor store. No, all that stuff that Donald Trump does, it, they are crimes. They call it white-collar crime to make it seem more sophisticated. No, it's still a crime. If he steals somebody's pension plan, that is a crime. All those crypto people who lost their life savings because Matt Damon told them to get into crypto, that's a crime. <laughs> so it's not just all, they make it seem like, oh, you know, just because, you know, you don't have on a ski mask and a gun that you're not really a criminal. If you're white, if you're a white collar criminal, it's a victimless crime. No. They're stealing people's life savings, stealing people's pensions that they worked hard for all their life. Why? So they could just buy houses they don't live in and stuff it with art they don't look at? That's bullshit. But I mean, Ron DeSantis has no charisma, but the only problem is with Ron DeSantis is that he's way smarter than Trump. That's the only thing. So DeSantis in office could do more damage than Trump could. I mean, basically, they used to talk about Trump. Basically, the last person in the room to talk to Trump is pretty much going to get what they want. And all you got to do to get Trump on your side is just give him a compliment. Give him a compliment, and then he 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 belongs to you. And you can just tell him shit, and then he'll just do it. You know? But, I mean, he looked terrible up there. He was he was reading up the teleprompter most of the time. He didn't want to run. He's trying to stay out of prison. But the thing is, his base will still vote for him. That's the problem. Like I said, the only reason why all those crazy people made it to the made it to the general election is because all those crazy people won their primaries. And some of them won their primaries by a lot. But then they got out into the real world. <laughs> <laughs> and the real world is a lot more unforgiving than the little fantasy world that these Republicans live in. 
So I I I don't know. I I all I know is this. Okay. If Kamala Harris runs against Trump, Trump's going to win like 48 states. Because if you want to talk about somebody who's horribly unpopular, that that's the only thing that's really keeping the Democrats afloat. I mean, uh, keeping the Republicans afloat. Let me ask you a question. Who do you think on the Democratic side, if not Joe Biden, who do you think could run against the Republicans? Who do you, Who's out there that could run? Mm. I don't know, but I also try not to let them live rent free in my head. Yeah, yeah, and and that that's part of the problem. The Democrats have nobody. I mean, Joe Biden's going to be like what, eighty-two, when he goes to run again, you know, and he's he's barely holding on now. Kamala Harris is just an unlikable hag. Uh, who else? I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gavin Newsom is popular in California, not so much outside of California. I mean, who are they going to do? Run Andrew Cuomo? He pretty much handed. He pretty much Andrew Cuomo pretty much single-handedly gave away the house because look how many seats they lost in New York. You could say that it's because of the redistricting that they did. No. It's because people were sick of Andrew Cuomo and they were sick of his horseshit. You know, he was so worried about his own power, he didn't worry about actually governing. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath either way, you know, and not not in a good way. Cause we don't we don't really have anybody that could run. It's not even and 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 the problem is. Just like with the Republicans, it's not to say that the Democrats aren't reliant on uh, charisma. You know, I don't mind boring if boring has the right policies. You know, I mean, Bernie Sanders is not like tearing down the house when he speaks. I mean, Bernie Sanders is not, he doesn't have all that zazz. You know what he's got? He's got policies. <laughs> You know, he's got, hey, you know, we need to we need to rein in these corporations. We need to, you know, lessen out this wealth gap. You know, he's not out there doing a soft shoe. You know, he's not out there telling jokes. He's like, look, this is what the people want. This is what we need. Let's do it. That's Bernie. And yet he's the most popular senator. You know, for years and years. Hillary was supposed to be a superstar. Where's Hillary now? She can't even go outside her house without people throwing apples at her. And Kamala's going to be the same way. Her camp got mad because they were suggesting that that if Joe Biden were to run again in 2024, he needs a different vice president. I I, I don't know. It's the one thing I miss about Twitter is getting on, uh, pulling up Kamala Harris's hashtag and just, Engaging all the all the Kamala bears <laughs> and just making them mad for no reason, just because I'm like you guys are just getting with Kamala because she checks off all the boxes. She's not really, she's not a good politician. And if, if she runs against Trump, Trump's going to win 48 states. 
It's gonna be it's gonna be like 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 George McGovern getting squashed by Nixon. You know, it's gonna be terrible. But I know that we we dodged a bullet, kind of, sort of. It's kind of like the Matrix when Neo was dodging all those bullets from Agent Smith, but then one grazed his leg. Like that's basically us right now, the Democrats. You know, we're a little dinged up, but you know, but the worst is yet to come. Unfortunately, I hate to. I don't want to end on doom and gloom, but you know, there's still so much to do. You know, and with Donald Trump running again, and yes, he's not the same man he was six years ago. You know, and I have yet to figure out if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know. A wounded animal is sometimes the most dangerous animal because they're fighting for their survival. And that's what Donald Trump is doing right now. He's fighting for a survival, you know. And as one thing about one thing about America, you're never too old to go to prison. <laughs> Look what happened to Bill Cosby. How old is Bill Cosby? Like 86. And they put his ass in prison. He's not 86. I'm, I'm just making that up. But how old is Bill Cosby? He's what, like 80? Uh, he's got to be 80 plus. I would say he's probably like 83. Yeah. And and they weren't afraid to put him in prison. So. Let me see. 85, yeah, I was close. Oh, wow, okay. He's older than I thought he was. I remember Bill Cosby, when Bill Cosby got out of prison, he said he was going to go and do a comedy tour. And I'm like, ain't nobody laughing, bro. No. Give give that shit up, man. Your your comedy. They said maybe he could do it in Philly. He's doing <laughs> what he's been doing for the last like several years, which was like him getting up and like chastising people and like ranting and like just giving his thoughts where it's not really a stand up routine. It's just him talking. Yeah. Nobody knows. So, but o- Odie, what are your thoughts on on the twenty twenty four? I mean, I know we just got past twenty twenty two, but you think Democrats could pull this off in twenty twenty four, or do you think it's going to be another uh, another four years of Trump? I don't want to think about it. I will say, um, I legit thought about uh, while we were in Ghana, like maybe I should get my husband dual citizenship. <laughs> I'll be like, I wonder what's going on in Canada. <laughs> I mean, figure, don't get me wrong. The cops in Canada are just as racist as the cops in, in the U.S. Only thing is in Canada, if the cops beat the shit out of me, I get free health care. Over here, I get my ass kicked and I got to pay for it. So maybe I need to start looking into Canada. Yeah, it's cold. They make jackets. You know, I don't mind wearing a hoodie indoors. Just, just, uh, uh, I, I can't, I can't retire in this shithole. I just can't. There's just no way. But Blue, what are your, what are your thoughts on all this? Do you, do you think the Democrats have a chance in 2024? Or do you think Trump's going to, going to take over again? Do you think he's going to run the table? The Democrats win by offering things. They haven't offered us anything that we've been able to capitalize on. Therefore, they can't win. Yeah. I, I I think that they, you know, I, I joked, well, not joked about it, but I mean, it's it's really true. 
everybody was talking about this red wave, like they were like, okay, well, you know, the Republicans are gonna we're gonna win this. I'm like, this was not their election to win. It was a Democrats election to lose. And they they did sort of lose. I mean, if they had any of those three things, put it like this, even if they blocked the fifty thousand dollars in student loan uh debt relief, it's fifty thousand dollars. It lets them know, hey, you know, you really care about us and you're really fighting for us. If he took marijuana off of Schedule One, you know, it would it would have made a bigger difference, I think. You know, if they had got if they got the Build Back Better bill passed, that would have been game over. Because now you get now you're going to be pulling people over from you know pull the boomers, pull the Gen Xers, over to your side. You know, but they didn't do it. They they just bungled it. One of my friends got mad at me for not giving Joe Biden his flowers. I'm like, fuck that old bastard. You know, he had every opportunity to do better because all that stuff is basically you don't need Congress for it. You could have just done it on your own. And he just didn't, he didn't do it because he didn't want to. And now we we barely, barely made it through 2022. Now we got to worry about, now we got to spend two years worrying about 2024. So I I don't know what to tell you. But I did want to end on something. Yeah, we're still gonna be we're still be mad, but at least we won't be mad about politics. Did you guys catch 21 Savage? Is his statement about Nas? I did. Yes. Yeah. What 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 do you think about 21 Savage and, and his his statements about Nas saying that Nas isn't relevant, that he just has a fan base? I thought having a fan base made you relevant. Exactly. I thought, I, I thought that People was the thing. Look forward to your music. People actually um listening and playing your music. Um I thought that's what made you relevant. Yeah. I I mean Twenty One Savage is I think he's I think he's thirty. You know, now. based on his def I can see where he's coming from with his definition. Relevancy regarding like this era, this this his generation, speaking of his generation, that's what he meant. I don't think it was even though it was a disrespect, I don't think we're looking at it from the right perspective. Okay. So in other words, you you I think you so if I if I'm following you on this, it's probably just hey we're um he ain't speaking to his Nas don't speak to my people or speak to who I'm speaking to, therefore he's not relevant in that way. I mean I think Nas has a very core fan base, but I don't think his fan base has transitioned to gather more of a fan base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well I mean. Nas probably still has his core three million people that buy his albums from the 1990s. Oh, he's de- well, I'm definitely one of them. <laughs> you know, I mean, you figure like this. I mean, he's he's been the last four albums he's been working with uh, Hit Boy, and Hit Boy is he's he's younger. I think Hit Boy is only like 30. I think. Hold on, I gotta look this up real quick. Yeah, I don't know how old he is. I know he's not. Yeah, he's. Pretty young. Hit boy is 35. Okay. But you figured Nas is like my age, I think. How old is Nas? Nas is a couple years younger than me. Nas turned uh, 49 this year. So a little bit younger than me. 
But I mean, it's, I kind of get what you're saying, Blue. You know, but I mean, uh, if he just if he just made a comment just about Nas's fan base, I think it, nobody would have really cared because that would be a true statement. Nas does have he does have a very strong and very loyal fan base since like I mean you know ever since he was on Live at the Barbecue on Main Sources album and when when that album come out like in '92. 91 you know what I mean so he's had that loyal fan base since then and then for me to be able to keep such a a, a strong fan base is no small feat but what's like really J- bananas is that MC Search owns those masters I, I don't know how how I don't know how they pull that off because I mean who got Nas's deal yeah I mean that's absolutely that's that absolutely I mean, ain't gonna say that. Anyways, that's that the ideology. I'ma eat, I'ma eat forever, I'ma eat off your plate, and you will never. Yeah. There was I, I forgot who talked about it. They said they still eating off of uh tracks they did for Biggie off of off his off his first album. You know, they're still eating off of that, getting those royalty checks from that. I mean, getting those bastards is a powerful thing, man. I talk about this all the time, but you know, in, in the biopic for Ray, only reason why Ray left Atlantic Records because uh, I think it was a CBS. They said we'll give you control of your masters. He couldn't beat that deal because you own your masters, you own your music. Your music goes where you go. You make all the money off of it. You know. So, and then I, 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 I guess I joked about Twenty One Savage. I'm like, I guess he's. It's easy to be cocky. When you're riding on Drake's coattails, <laughs> you know Drake only fuck with you until he don't. Basically, so I I guess you know Twenty One Savage, you know he he took that as well. You know what I mean? I mean Savage is no slouch when it comes to to making records. Hold on, I'm just curious here. I think he has a couple of number one albums. Don't quote me on that. 21 Savage discography. Real quick. Yeah, his last two. Uh, oh, God. They put her. Oh, it, as a compilation album. So he had an album that he did with Metro Boomin that ended up being a number one album. And then her loss with Drake is listed under him under, under uh, collaborative albums. And then I Am Greater Than I Was was a number one album. It was platinum. So I mean, he's no, he's no slouch, but I guess it works kind of both ways because yeah, he may think that uh, Nas isn't relevant because he doesn't have a younger crowd. But I mean, we could say the same thing about Savage because Savage probably doesn't have an older crowd. And I say probably because I don't know for sure. But I mean, I don't know many people my age who mess with Twenty One Savage like that. I mean, not as far as I mean, they made like a song or two, but they're not like streaming his music every day. You know, so it, it kind of to me, it kind of works both ways. But for me, I I mean, the only reason I'm probably guessing that the only reason why he even would mention that is just because King's Disease 3 came out and everybody's talking about it. You know, that's true. Because I'm pretty sure. Okay. 
Go ahead, Odie. No, I mean, it, was, it wasn't a rhetorical. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was more of a rhetorical question. But like, yeah, like then what makes you relevant? Talk shit about a relevant person. Yeah, basically. Basically. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm going to a friend's house for Thanksgiving this year. And I got to try really hard. And I'm hoping. I got to, like, think of other things to talk about. Like, I don't want to talk about politics at Thanksgiving this year. Because, I mean, I, I look at it like this. There's got to be a time and a place where I can go where I don't have to worry about politics. Like, when I'm gaming, I don't talk about politics. You know? And usually when people start talking about it, I'll just try and sh- I'll just try and change the subject. You know, because I mean, it's the reason why we don't really do politics all that much anymore is because it's digging into it every day. I mean, at least when we do 360 degrees, I could talk about other stuff. I could talk about comics. I could talk about movies, sports, stuff like that and kind of mix it up. But, you know, being in it day in and day out, you know, looking up stories and all that stuff, it, it does get depressing, man. But the problem is. Like, I, I, I try and teach my nephews about just having that balance because you need to be involved in politics, but you don't want to let politics just overtake you. You know, to the point where you're just looking at people like, oh, you're a Trump supporter. I'm just not messing with you. You know, I could be friends with a Trump supporter. We're just not going to talk politics. <laughs> That's all that is. As soon as you start talking that politics stuff, I'm just going to change the subject. I'm like, hey, you, you do fly fishing, right? What's fly fishing like? <laughs> but we're not going down that route at all. So, Mr. Blue, what are your final thoughts? I would say vote, but what's the point? For those that are in the impact of this election, and you feel like you can't afford mental health help, Well, you can go to betterhelp.com for affordable online help for mental health symptoms. That's betterhelp.com. And tell them I sent you. Odie, what are your final thoughts? Uh, Final thoughts? Hmm. I don't recommend losing twice. Especially if you're going to do the same thing you did the last time. So, yeah. That's all I got. She told him. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, man. If anybody, if I think he could beat Biden. I know he could beat Kamala. But he didn't. He had a chance to. He legit had a chance to. And he did not. So, no. (laughs) He did not. Come on now. Come on now. He said Russia was colluding and all that stuff when he won. Well, come on now. The Ukraine was colluding when the other guy won, right? I, I, I look at it like this, right? When everybody always talks about, oh, Biden had like 7 million more votes than than Trump, which is true. But a lot of that was overflow from like New York, California, like states he'd already won. He really only won all those swing states that he, that he won. He really only won by in total for all those states by 50,000 votes. But that was before they overturned Roe v. Wade. That's before they started messing with people's student loans. So unless Biden, you know, 
takes a turn for the worse as far as his cognitive health. I think if they had a rematch, I think Biden might win. I don't think he's going to curb stomp him. Well, I know I, Biden I better he not. Win. He better not do, do no debates. I know that shit. Yeah, I mm, I kind of forgot about that. I'm like, holy Jesus. I couldn't see another debate between those two now. Oh, God. Mr. Biden, get, what do you think about this and this and that? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, your hair smells so good. Let me sniff it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, but Mr. Blue, play us off, sir. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown Podcast featuring hit shows such as 360 Degrees. That's the Urban Breakdown Podcast. Sometimes they have a show called Politrix. It's here or there. You know, you may miss it. But just stay tuned and turn on your notifications. And you can subscribe to the Urban Breakdown Podcast anywhere where you push play to listen to your favorite podcast. That's the Urban Breakdown Podcast. Be well and be great. Woohoo. Okay, I guess he stopped recording. Uh-uh. I was, you know, it's funny because like I was when he started wrapping up, like my instinct was to go to my phone and have have my finger on the stop button. Oh. Because <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I gotta stop. And then I was like, wait a minute, this isn't Zoom. I think I think it's still recording though. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't see a record option. No. Oh, it does say it's recording. Okay, let me get the hell off of here. Bye. All right. <laughs>